All right, and we are back on 99 Pod, and I'm joined by Chase Riley. Okay, and we're going to move and transfer into the WWE because right now there's a lot to talk about in the sport. And one of the things I want to start off with, Chase, is the fact that today marks the 25th anniversary of the Montreal school job, okay, that changed wrestling forever in the business we know of as the WWE forever. Now, for those of y'all that don't know, about this event that changed the sport that you're watching right now. The WWE Survivor Series 1997 took place with a match between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. And a call was made by Vince McMahon, who made the decision for the ref to pin Michaels a victory without Bret Hart's acknowledgement, knowing that his contract with WCW was looming. So Chase, I want you to reflect back to that event. And do you ultimately... How can I say it? Understand where Vince was coming from, where he made that call from a business perspective, or do you think that that was still like a foul event? If that makes sense. I I think for the business as a whole, um, it was foul. But anybody in Vince McMahon's shoes would have done something similar. Um, you know, you've got you've got your champion, your top one of your top guys who's leaving the company because he was offered more money. You can't, you can't pay him. You, you can't offer him the same amount of money that a competitor is offering him. So he's leaving and he doesn't like the guy you want him to drop the belt to. He, he's not too fond of him. You know, the guy's kind of a prick. He's a, you know, he's egotistical. He's nasty. You know, the, the character of Shawn Michaels was kind of the guy Shawn Michaels backstage but much worse, as we've heard. Uh, Sean was in a very dark place. He was on a lot of drugs, stuff like that. So Brett said, in my hometown of Canada, I don't want to drop it to this guy. And they were in Canada, at hence the Montreal Screwjob. And Vince says, okay, fine, we won't do that. But then uh, says, you know what? If I let this guy win and go out on TV tomorrow night and drop drop the championship and then leave me to go be with one of my competitors. I've pretty much shot myself in the foot. You can pretty much bury my business. That'd be like Walmart saying, Hey, our top number one advertiser seller, yada, yada, yada. Our champion at Walmart is going to go work for target. And we're just going to let him like, it's just, that's not how it works. So Vince, uh, Vince went into business for himself and uh, had, uh, had the referee ring the bell. And like I said, you know, for respect to the business, I think it was, you know, it was ill. Um, but for the respect of Vince's business, it was the right move. Absolutely. Yeah, because you could look at that from a multitude of ways in the sense that from a business perspective, and I like the way how you word it, because either way, it was good and bad for the business. It was bad in the sense that these guys that are working for you, they could look at that and say, all right, I can't trust you because you do that to him. You could do that to me. But at the same time, when you are the person, Vince McMahon, that's running the company, you kind of have to make those tough decisions. And I think all in all, as you alluded to, we probably would have done the same thing because that was what's best for the company, especially allowing him to go to the competitor who at the time, WCW and the WWE was neck and neck. They were fighting for ratings. That, was, that would have been a bad move to allow him to go there with the belt. 
Now, I also want to stick on this topic in the sense that I have a question. Do you think that the WWE owe a lot to the family? Because you look at that particular event, then two years later, the unfortunate passing of Owen Hart, right? Um, we all know how that happened, right? And that was a traumatic event for a lot of people. I was there. I mean, I, I was, was there was live. There? Wow. Yep. So I'm glad City. to have you on. Actually, <laughs> could you reflect back to that time and give me your experience actually being there and follow that up with the question about do the WWE really owe the Hart family much more than what they probably have over the years? Yeah, so I was... um I was 11 years old at the time, but I was with a friend who was a couple years older than me. And what's sad is it was actually, uh, Owen was actually my friend's favorite wrestler. Mm. Um, and, you know, Owen was doing the blue blazer gimmick at the time. And, you know, Sting was doing the, you know, coming down from the rafters a lot in WCW. Um, and, you know, they wanted, they wanted Owen, you know, because he was supposed to be a superhero. They wanted him to come down from the rafters and, you know, if you've watched the Vice uh, Dark Side of the Ring documentary about it, it's very, very, it's, I mean, it's like, it's, it's horrific. It's telling. It's, it's crazy. Um, It's definitely uh, worth the watch. But, you know, when, when I was 11, man, and we were there, uh, we thought it was a dummy. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, uh, probably a third of that crowd um, was laughing. Because they thought it was like a, they thought it was a crash dummy um, until they, uh, until like, but then when people started to realize it was a real person, um, you could just, you could feel and hear the air being sucked out of that building. Mm. Um, and it was just, it was nuts. Um, and then like, just and the, the emotion was just sucked out of people's faces. They were just staring because they didn't know what to think. Um, and, and then to find that out, uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, but I here's what I think. I think that um, I absolutely love the sport of professional wrestling. Um, I love it so much. I, I was going to do it when I was younger and never pulled the trigger on it. Um, I had I had children real young. Um, but, you know, Owen is probably one of the best athletic people um, to do the sport of professional wrestling that I've ever seen. And um, it sucks because I know his, the rest of his family is still very much involved with the business um, still, you know, keeps tabs on the business and whatnot. Um, but, you know, his wife has made it very clear that she wants nothing to do with the hall of fame. And, and it sucks, you know, cause I mean, uh, maybe she has some truth to it that the WWE hall of fame is a little bit, a uh, little bit silly sometimes. Um, but you know, I, I still think that Owen belongs there, um, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, if Donald Trump belongs in there, then, uh, then Owen Hart definitely does. So no, absolutely. And I think over the years, Vince McMahon has made tough decisions, just like what we talked about the two marquee events. I'll call both of them. I put them right in the same category as marquee events for good and for bad, you know, um, that change the WWE and, you know, say what you want about how Vince McMahon handled both of those situations. But the WWE is where it is today in the social media era is still thriving. And I think it's made, you know, for example, let me break this down to you and then 
lob you this question for your perspective. I think today, in the era of social media, I think the WWE is more connected to the people in the sense where before they tried to cover up the fact that everything was scripted and it was kind of like fake. And I remember the first time I was introduced to wrestling being fake because I thought it was real was when um, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker had that match at WrestleMania, the first one, in which I was a Shawn Michaels fan, by the way. Um, That's my favorite wrestler of all time, HBK, Heartbreak my Kid. Man. You know, that that was my guy right my there. Man. And I found out when um Undertaker, he jumped over the ropes, you know, um, to attack with Shawn Michaels and the referee. I think he, somebody pulled it. No, I think it was the other way. I think Shawn Michaels jumped over the rope and... Nah, I actually had it right the first time. It was Undertaker that jumped over the rope, and Michaels pulled in the referee, and I think the referee fell, and I had my cousin say, oh, that was not supposed to be part of the script, probably, right? I'm like, script? And that was the first time I ever knew that wrestling was um scripted, and it kind of broke my heart because halfway through the fight, through the match, I said to myself, yeah, the Undertaker will win. I, I think that that was something that maybe Vince McMahon, uh, in a weird way, tried to do. Um, you know, cause some of the, some of the decisions that Vince has made over the years, which is really funny because 20 years ago, Vince was all for the stories that kind of, you know, pulled back that curtain, you know what I mean? Um, but then as he got older, it was almost like he was trying to relive some of the eighties and early nineties where it was like, where people legit didn't know, like it was fantasy and kind of silly and stuff like that. Because he'd pull in wrestlers from smaller places and they would change their names and he would he would be like, hey, let's not let's act like they never were there, that they've been here this whole time and this is who they are. Um, so but I think I, I think nowadays it's a lot, a lot more, especially with social media, because wrestlers will get on social media and they'll post stuff and they break character. They are. Yep. All the time. All the time. So. And that's something that I see right now that I didn't see back then is like, if you were the Undertaker, you would act like the Undertaker. Like you would not even be on camera. I barely saw the Undertaker on camera once he turned into the dead man. But now you see him, he had his own show. You see him open up. Like you see these athletes having, that's what I meant to really bridge the gap with the social media is that you see these characters on social media breaking character all the time. Whereas before they wasn't. And you really thought that that was how Kane and the Undertaker really acted, but uh, yeah, and, and it's crazy you mentioned that because you know Taker's Taker will tell people now that he's retired that he didn't, you know, he didn't go out, he didn't, you know, he didn't do a lot of stuff, especially like I mean, he was really developed to the character to the very last days, but even like back in the nineties, it was really bad because like they would move him. In between, nobody was allowed to see him outside of the character. Um, you know, he would sneak into his hotel rooms. You know, he would he would uh, he would check in with a different name, go in, make sure he wasn't seen, um, dressed with sunglasses. You know, any type of like little disguises that he could, just because he was so devoted to that character. And now that he's retired, this is the first time that he's come out and been open, open about it. That he's been open about you know, Mark Calloway, the person and not the undertaker. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's very, it's a lot different than what it was 10 years ago, but it is a complete 180 to what it was 20 years ago. And how do you think Triple H 
is um doing like since he took the rings from Vince McMahon could you describe the job that he's doing and do you think that um he was better for the sport that the sport needed a new creative direction even though we know what happened and why he was given that role do you think he's doing a good job I do I do think he's uh I think he's doing a great job for the way the business has evolved and the way um the way the the shows are now um, I think it's appealing to a whole audience now, not just one particular area or not just, you know, one one person's mind. I think you're going to see that Hunter's opened a bunch of different ideas. That's why Hunter works with people better. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's very good for it. Uh, I think that um, less than less than three years ago, uh, I could have seen Disney or or um NBC buying it uh, now, you know, I think uh, I think it's in good hands. And I want to move on to the event, um, the crown jewel that took place this past weekend. And we talk about the main event and uh, Roman Reigns defeating Logan Paul. I want your assessment on that fight. What are some of the good things about the fight? And um, if you were to give an overall grade and why you would give that grade for that particular event. Um, feel free. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, even though I, I love the business and I love the sport of it, um, you're not going to catch me, um, you know, bashing that, that whole idea. That's what, that's what WWE is. I mean, look, go back and watch the first WrestleMania, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T, uh, against Roddy Piper and, and Mr. Wonderful. Um, Cindy Lauper is there. Uh, Liberace, like that's that's WWE. That's sports entertainment. That's what it is. And so a guy like Logan Paul, who has thirty million, you know, uh, followers on social media, it just makes sense to do something like that. Um, and the Saudi Arabia crowd, uh, you know, loves loves the WWE events. And what they also love is they love they love nostalgia. And they love big, uh, you know, big money matches. That's what they want. They paid a lot of money for the WWE to go over there and to have their events there. So that's what they want. They want big money matches. Um, so, you know, it just, it made sense for something like that. You know, Logan Paul was hot in WWE um, from SummerSlam and WrestleMania. Uh, so, you know, you put him in the ring with uh, the hottest commodity in professional wrestling right now, Roman Reigns. And uh, it just, it made sense. And he's impressed uh, his prior matches, he impressed in this match. Um, you know, I I thought it was I, I thought it was good. You know, the the event overall, um, I, I'd give a I'd give a C plus B minus to. Um, it's probably the best event that they've had over there. I'm not a big fan of, you know, like I said, that Saudi crowd. They're a little different, man. They love. That's why they've had Goldberg versus Undertaker there. Um, you know that uh, Brock Lesnar. You know, they always got to bring Brock Lesnar over because he's a big money draw. So, you know, I'm not a huge fan of those, especially that Goldberg versus Brock, Brock or uh, Goldberg versus Undertaker match. <laughs> I thought that match would have been cool 15 years ago, not while both men were pushing 60. Um, and one of them, well, you know, they both practically ended their careers, almost their lives on um, the match because they got no business lifting each other up. But, you know, I mean, for this one, for what it was, um, like I said, I'd give it a C plus B minus. Definitely. And. You know, I kind of knew. I'm not sure what your prediction was 
going into that match, but I kind of knew that Roman Reigns was going to win that match because, you know, it's a lot of responsibility that Roman Reigns have, and not everybody can have that responsibility. And I'm pretty sure they wasn't going to throw that on Logan Paul. Did you feel the same way? Absolutely. I mean, Roman Roman is the top guy right now, um, and they Roman has been who WWE, whether it was Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchett, or even now Triple H. Roman Reigns is who WWE has wanted to be the guy for the past five, six years. Um, and then the past three years, they have found a formula that works really, really well. Um, Roman is doing the best work he, uh, I mean, you could have asked for. Uh, if you'd asked me four years ago if the Roman today would exist, I'd have told you no. Um, but they they found it. So uh, no, Logan, I mean, while Logan Paul is, you know, a big money draw right now and he's the hot commodity, they were not going to um, knock down what Roman has done the past couple of years for Logan Paul. Uh, and, and Roman just surpassed uh, a thousand days as champ. So, like I said, that's just it's not going to be Logan's Paul, Logan Paul's thing. Um, there's going to be a guy. And I think, you know, I think it'll come. But it definitely wasn't Logan Paul. And before I pick up where you just left off about who could potentially be that guy who you think in the business right now or maybe outside of the business that can come and take Roman Reigns spot for a brief moment. Who would that be? But before you answer that, I do want to say this about the responsibility of being the unified or even the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. There's a lot of responsibility with that. And I think that was evident when Shawn Michaels, once again, my favorite you know wrestler of all time. That's one of the reasons why. You never really saw him win too many of the belts. I always thought because his name was Mr. WrestleMania, that's what you call him, and he was the showstopper. And every match that Shawn Michaels was in in WrestleMania was probably the best match of the night. Like, I, I kind of wish that Shawn Michaels had the belt a little bit more often when you talk about the 2000s Michaels compared to the 90s in which he, you know, was dominating the sport at one point. Would you say the same thing? Absolutely. I mean, we're 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 right there, brother. I mean... Sean is Sean is uh, Sean is what got me into professional wrestling. So um, I'm I'm 34 years old. Uh, my first event I watched was WrestleMania 10, the first ladder match uh, between him and Razor. And I remember Classic. watching that dude, and I, I remember watching that dude and going, "Man, I I, I want to be just like him." And Real quickly, are you taking the '90s Shawn Michaels resume or the 2000s Shawn Michaels resume? Both. Both. If you had to choose tell one, me, though, tell me. Uh, oh, the two thousands. Because who else can come back from a broken back and still compete at a high level that he competed at? Um, it just insane. Uh, I, I mean, some of his. Uh, I mean, like ninety Sean. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, they were some great matches, but like WrestleMania matches, um, twelve against Brett, great. Uh, you know, Razor at 10, the ladder match, good, uh, great. Stone Cold like was cheesy. I thought the Stone, Stone Cold match Stone Cold was cheesy was, a little bit. I'll tell you what, though, the fact that he the fact that he competed in that match with a broken back and you couldn't tell um, speaks volumes. I mean, you'd have never known that Sean had a broken back in that unless uh, uh, until like somebody told you. Um, yeah, you, yeah you that's probably why they ended it that way. Yep. Yep. But uh, but he came back. His first WrestleMania back against Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 19. Classic. 
Um, the triple threat match with him and uh, with Chris him, Benoit, Triple H, Triple H, Benoit. good, damn good match. And and Sean had a lot of that. Him and Kurt Angle, arguably one of the best matches of all time. Um, you know, I mean, there's just match after match after match. Him and Taker, the the first time at WrestleMania 25 in Houston. Um, that that matches are, I mean, that they didn't go on last. Uh, they were supposed to get like they were supposed to get eleven or twelve minutes, and Taker and Sean were like, "No, screw that. We're taking this much time." And they got a standing ovation, but they also got chewed out when they got back because they were like, "Yo, you're not the main event. You're not the championship. These two guys got to go on after you." And it was Hunter and it was Hunter and Randy Orton, and they were like, "There's no way we can outdo that." I mean, yeah. so that match goes down as one of the best of all time. But back to modern times here. And picking up where you left off, who potentially could be that guy to offseat Roman Reigns? Do you think it is? Uh, I, th- I think it's potentially two people. Um, the most obvious choice is Cody. Um, but the other choice is uh, Braun Breaker. Um, it, I, and I'll do you one better. I don't think Roman's going to lose the title until next year at SummerSlam. Okay. And who do you think is he going to um fight at SummerSlam to lose that title? If you had to be a guessing man. If if it's at SummerSlam, then it's Cody Rhodes. Absolutely. And um, Chase, I want to thank you for rocking with me today on the show and staying up with time here with our bonus topic. And I'm looking forward to having you back on in the future. Absolutely. Real. I appreciate it, man. Uh, I had a blast, dude. Thank you. Absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, like and subscribe to the channel. And one more time, Chase, you can plug yourself in as we are on our way out. Absolutely. It's your boy, Chase, a.k.a. CR Media. You guys know. Um, catch me on all forms of social media at CR Media 1988. Uh, other than that, appreciate you joining. Ladies and gentlemen, peace out.